have a Nigerian lady who knows someone that knows someone, and that person is a friend of another. In Nigeria, everybody knows somebody. Memoir of a Nigerian My diary, my friend's discussion, my acquaintance's conversation, all on this table. Follow me, and let's talk. State of America's newest president, Joe Biden, cancels Trump entry ban on Nigerians and others, as he described the travel ban as discriminatory. First of all, we spoke about this last week. Look at God. This is so beautiful. Like, now we can travel, now we can really migrate. But please, go back to this previous episode last week that we talked about migration. We talked about life in diaspora. You need to listen to that. If you're thinking about migration to the UK, to the US, to Canada, to Europe, go back and listen. You need that episode. You have questions. And I'm sure that you probably don't know who to ask or whatever. You need to listen to that episode before you migrate, before you travel anywhere in the world. I'm talking about it now. We have a first female vice president. Please allow me. I say we have because... It looks like God is saying something to me, like I'm going to the U.S. or somewhere, you know. So I'm just going to leave it like that. I'm just going to leave it like that. We have it. It's all of us that have the... She's our auntie. Ah, it was such an iconic moment seeing all of that. It was so beautiful. I couldn't I, I share for you. I cannot cry, you know. I cried like oh that was that was very beautiful that was historical that was you know that girl power thing like yes get it uh speaking about discrimination I have always had my share when it comes to that maybe as a black person but on this trip I'm I'm actually not around I'm actually not in Nigeria right now but I'll be back before <laughs> before you guys listen to this podcast I'll be back home so I need I need all the amala and everything and all also the love. So I had my share, not as a black person, but as a black woman. It's one thing to be black, it's another thing to be a woman. Then it's a a bigger thing to be a black woman. So I had my share, and of course there were, you know there were so many talks, bans, arguments, shouts, and. This is not acceptable. Discrimination is not acceptable. Of course, when, when they understand that you actually know what you're saying, then it's like, no, we didn't mean it like that. But that was how you meant it. You meant it like that. You meant, you meant it like that. <laughs> ah, so let's talk about Uganda. We spoke about Uganda's um, election last week. And, um, but I want to ask, why is Bobby Wine and his wife under house arrest? Why is it that we cannot agree to disagree on certain issues like uh, morally, politically? Why is it that somebody has to be under house arrest, another has to be in jail? It's depressing how these things are, are formed, how normal these things, these things are. It's so depressing. You don't, you, you, after 36 years or 35 years of being a president, the people want change. Of course, we didn't have a good change. But then, let's at least let, let there be some power transition. Let's see what the other person would do. It's, not, it's nobody's um, 
right to be a president all their lives. This is not a family thing. It's not monarchy. Even in my states or your states, a woman change, a woman change, your one me. The power will change and, but uh, Uganda is not like that. I'm so excited about this episode, this podcast episode, and I would like you to listen. You would learn a lot. We must be one person. We must be one people. We must really show love, and it's amazing to have SLK here. You need to listen to this one. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Memoir of a Nigerian My name is Helen. So on today's episode, we're talking about cancel culture. Cancel culture refers to the popular practice of withdrawing support or canceling public figures or companies after they have done or said something considered objectionable or offensive. That is, there is an issue in our economy. You have your opinion, I have mine. The large popular, the large amount of people follows you. And then my opinion becomes redundant. Now, instead of you to just leave me with my opinions, eh, you're now telling people, let's cancel this person. We're not listening to this person's music again. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. So on today's episode, I have uh, Olu Salako, SLK brand. Uh, he's popular known as Brother Wasio. I'm going to call him now. So. Hi, you know, the Nigerian factor, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Welcome on the show, me um, SLK. Yeah, so I, I understand that you are one of, uh, you have a very, very different views about certain um, situation or events in Nigeria, you know, and oftentimes when you talk about them, people always troll you, and I really feel like it's quite unfair. And then the cancel culture in Nigeria seems to be a thing. And should we cancel, cancel culture? Yeah, of course, I don't even think it should, that should be a thing, actually. Mm. I cancel, like, cancel culture itself has its roots in um, perfection. Right. In seeming perfection, and it's not possible. And it's actually impossible for everybody to be on the same page on a lot of issues. Definitely. You can always disagree and disagree. You can disagree, you can even personally disagree and not want to um, associate with something, but to make it a culture is even wrong. Is way is a lot. Right. So do you think that people are actually living on eggshell and scared of airing their own opinion because of this culture? Of course that's what's going to happen or that's what's mm-hmm. happening. And you see people just keeping quiet. I had an unpopular opinion about the major issue recently and I, I was, it was funny that of course, while the number of people that were against me were were more, but there were still a handful, surprisingly, a handful of people that actually agreed with, agreed with what I was saying, and I was surprised. Meaning that people people are working in eggshells, especially celebrities and um, mm. uh, who, people with short careers. Everybody, a situation where something will happen and you just quickly go and contact whoever is paying the person, maybe whoever they are ambassadors of, yeah, the brands that represent that they represent yeah. and just shut out their 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 means of livelihood just because you do not agree with something or bring up a scandal you know it gets very very irritating at the the extent to which people go just to 
just to show their displeasure or their disagreement with a particular, just a belief system or a particular opinion. Hmm. Even if it's deeds, even if it's something the person did, I mean, especially when it's not confirmed. Right. It's, it's a lot, man. Yeah. Many Nigerian celebrities participated in the NSAS protest, including you, because I, I checked your Instagram platform. Due to the cancel culture, I really believe that maybe many many would not have come out like that. I mean, a lot of people came out, but they were scared of oh, if I if I don't say anything, they might cancel me. But somehow, I feel like that's the whole um, force kind of participated. To, I mean, it combined the combination of voices as head as aided the fight of um, police brutality. Don't you think? Of course, of course, the 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 joint voice right. help in the, in the um, combat against police brutality. However, you don't force activism. People, right. people there are people that are activists, people that are going to be interested in different degrees. While I do not subscribe to people being passive in the society, but you know that people are going to be interested in different, you don't expect people to join every fight you get. Mm. So people some people, the fact that they are not joining, some people don't even understand, and some people don't even agree. Okay. And again, while you might disagree with their disagreement, you can you you cannot cancel them, or you cannot blame, you can you can hear them out, you can disagree with them, but you cannot shame them for not joining because you will join to the extent of which you are. So even genuinely, it's not everybody that collected money or that do not agree with the movement, that collected money. Some mm. people genuinely do not. Some people can be genuinely wrong. Like, people can be genuinely... Some of our parents were genuinely wrong about some things. We didn't cancel them. Mm. It's just based on the exposure and the information they have. Some people even have better information than we do. You'll be surprised because things are not on the surface. So we need to learn to hear people out, even in unpopular uh, climes, right. unpopular uh, instances. But sometimes when, when people hear their opinion, especially when we talk about, uh, you know, very crazy things like maybe rape, maybe assault, I don't really, I understand that many people lie about, oh, I, I did assault this person, or I did, you don't expect someone who raped someone to come out and say, oh, I raped this person, you know. But when um, the court of law or there are evidences, do you think that we should, um, cancel these people? I mean, what are the situations to be considered before cancelling people or businesses? I don't think you should cancel anybody. Mm. I think I think people should be prosecuted by law. People should be, um, people should face the wrath of the law. I mean, um, the, the full weight of the law, the law. When, they are, when they are wrong or when they commit a crime. I don't believe, I believe in justice. I don't believe in cancel culture because cancel, cancel culture is different from justice. As a matter of fact, cancel culture is the jungle justice of the social media space. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, let, let the law take its course. And if he ends up in jail, it doesn't mean he should stop streaming his music. I mean, he's in jail. What do you want? What else do you, do you understand? Hmm. If, he, if he ends up in, especially when he has been, when it's already legal or he's taking his legal, legal course. Hmm. Yeah. The um, fact that somebody somebody is a or did, did something wrong morally wrong or or he committed a crime does not make him a terrible musician or right. a bad so doesn't suddenly make him a bad, bad musician person so you're saying that we should uh we should take somebody's hat off their crime like okay yes 
you did something bad, but you asked your friend. Right. So, but do you think that social media has kind of stopped people from thinking or assimilating content independently? Because people just it looks like people just follow the crowd because my favorite celebrity says this, then I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Are social media taking that that um, independent um, content assimilation and understanding away from many people? But technically, technically, from Sammy Memorial, apart from social media just amplified it. People, mm. man has always been a gregarious animal. You kind of tilt to where that's what is called peer pressure. It was called peer pressure when we were growing up. Now it's social media. So there's a, there's a there's a herd mentality where everybody kind of like tilts towards the popular side. It has been from time even from the days of the Bible. From the days of the Bible, people have always tilted towards the popular side. People have always wanted to please the popular opinion. So social media just created a platform where that can be seen. Hmm. So right, right. Let's go back to what happened a few months ago when you talked about your own views about what Desmond Elliott said. You know. Yeah. And and of course, because I read the comments and you were being trolled for that. Personally, I have my own opinions and I feel like yes, he, he made the point, but that was not the right time to say such a thing. But you you just said, okay, you should allow this man says what say whatever he wants to say. He has his own opinions, but don't you think that sometimes it's it's okay for you to let your opinions down and just concentrate on the reality? Uh, that, that's ironic because if you're going to sometimes you're going to concentrate on the reality, they are going to hear your opinion, especially if people are not looking at the reality of the situation. For example, people talking about timing are, are only being uh, one sided about it. So, you are talking about timing from your perspective. Desmond Elliott, as I know, is not a representative of the youth, hmm. primarily, he's a representative of a constituency, a constituency that was one of the most affected one of the most grossly affected by the by the uh what's it called the protest and the people report directly to him so i mean he we we tend to we tend to forget that he was one of people that that pushed for the NSAS protest to protest to be attended to at first in the house at the first or first night of the protest I remember very clearly that people were allowed into the um, into the Lagos State House of Assembly, yeah, the, the plenary meeting, and they actually said that this one, they actually spoke almost with the same passion mm. about the NSAS thing. But, it's even on the page. But now, he came back afterwards, you know, he, he said something in the house, few and a few days after, somebody on on the internet said, oh, Desmond Elliott is pushing the social media bill. And then he, he did a video and he said, oh, I never said a thing like that. Yes, he never said that thing. That's exactly that was exactly my point. He never pushed a social media bill, or he never pushed for a social media bill. What he said in that place had nothing to do with social media bill. <laughs> I don't know. I still don't see. I don't see the social media bill in what people are saying. He came out to deny it, and he said what he said in the house. What he said in that video that he, came to, that he denied was exactly what he said in the house. As a matter of fact, he pushed for a solution to the class meanness. Mm. That was. It. That was his prayer to the house. He pushed that the government should decentralize the the, the the system so that the state can have their own security. That was his prayer to the house. Mm. If he was pushing for a social media bill, his prayer to the house would have been different. Mm. 
So clear in the video, but I guess people were working, who were looking at it from a different island or I, a, a, a different lens. Many of us were, you know, we got very emotional, you know, when we saw that video, especially because he came, he came out to say, oh, I didn't say this. You know, I didn't, I didn't push for this. And like you, you just said, oh, I didn't, there's nothing. I'm not attached to this thing. And a few days after the video is out where you're saying, well, people's um, businesses have been looted, this and that people insult, um, somebody that is older than them. Yeah. I mean, in a con in a country that is fighting oppression in a country that many, many people were massacred and the government are denying this reality. I personally. And I personally feel that it is um, the timing was a little bit um, insensitive. We need to understand that we use, we need to understand that nobody has a, a, a monopoly to emotions. As emotional as emotional as you are, here if you, if you have the right to an, an emotion, an emotional outburst, the other person to have the right not. is is a is a is a fundamental right. Is nobody has a monopoly to it. Now he is coming from. If you watch the full thing, he was coming straight from the area of Busan Yamal that was that was grossly looted. I mean, we saw people on Instagram. We saw it. We saw it. We saw women fainting. We saw women. We saw people crying. Some people yeah. might never. Some people might never recover from that loot. Right. And these are people that we talk to him directly. These are people he represents. In fact, he came late to that plenary meeting, and he came straight from that that area of Busan, according to what he said. In the in the in the in his talk, in that in that speech that we that we all watched, he came straight from there. I mean, he he is not he's not he's not saying the government did not shoot or did not or did or did not oppress. Mm. He's, he was saying categorically speaking that the looting was was he was condemning the looting. Yeah, and we... he, he kind of linked he kind of linked. Um, the misconduct on social media. Mm. It, it and rightly so, he believed that it 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 um, it spurred into into what the looting was. Mm. And so, I mean, nobody has a right to if you if you if you have a if you if you feel you can insult somebody, the least we can do is to call you a child. I don't see. I, I I feel I feel if you insult me and I call you a child, that's the least I can do. You shouldn't be angry at me for calling you a child. Mm. <laughs> if if you insult me, because I didn't insult you, but I just right. called you a child. But you know the the whole um, NSAS thing, you know, it just it really came out very strong. You know, it came out very strong and affected many people. Of course, we all know that it was not the protesters that that um, did that. That was not on the protesters, but on the looters. The looters are different from the protesters. So I followed you well on uh, to know that Chris Rock is your favorite comedian, in, and in one of the I me, mean, I love Chris Rock. Everybody knows I love Chris Rock. Well, that's nice. Yes. So, and in one of his documentary, he admitted that many jokes he had said, he said in the past, you know, if he had said that those things in 2020, he would have been cancelled. Yeah. You know, how has this whole cancelling thing, how has it affected your own brand, the SLK brand? <laughs> well, I've refused to let it um, affect me, considering the fact that I. I am still going to be. In fact, I've not. I've never really been an edgy comedian, but mm. by virtue of the fact that I love the art form, I really want to protect the freedom of the art form, especially for the, from the angle of making jokes. And by the way, 
I cannot put a put a cap as to what I can see and what I cannot see. see. So, for example, my next special is going to be edgy hmm. to an extent, and I mean that's just what it is. I should be able to like um, if if if. If an actor can express himself, or a writer, or, or a filmmaker can express himself through film, right? That can say something. Why? Why will a comedian not be able to say it? I mean, we're all in the performing art. Right. I mean, because it's humor. Come on, it's humor. Like humor is the way I can, I can express yourself fully. Yeah, I can express myself. And if you keep limiting what we can say, you are going to make the circle of humor smaller. Mm. Smaller, smaller by the day. Like I said, are you sure you are not? Are you are you sure? Are you being empath- empathetic or you are just being selfish? Oh. Because if you pay, we should not talk about it. There are so many other things that also affect people that we that oh, that, that that has the potential to traumatize people. Mm. We, we cannot talk about. So if you are, are you being once? Are you being selfish? But Nigerians, are they ready? Do you think we are ready for that edgy performance by you? Well, it's not even in Nigeria. Funny enough, I keep saying this thing. This thing is a borrowed culture. We mm. are this sensitivity. We are not. It's not. This has not, not really been us per se. It's the whole wokeness that is that is driving this. Mm. I don't even think it's a Nigerian thing. But uh, however, because right as I'm complaining now, people are Kevin Hart is complaining. Dave Chappelle is complaining. There is. Everywhere, everybody has become increasingly sensitive. I mean, they are digging up old videos and starting to make it make it a big deal. Um, so, humor, the humor line gets smaller and it, it becomes very, very, very difficult to make jokes. So, wokeness and, breeds um, wokeness breeds um, this old this old um, cancelling culture. Does it breed it? I believe to an extent, cancel culture is a product of the whole um, wokeness and enlightenment. Everybody, is get, everybody gets increasingly sensitive. What I notice is that most of the time, most of the time, the people that you think are the victims of these things, or that you expect to be the victims of this, are not even the ones bothered. It's the people that think that the people that are victims are bothered. They are the ones pushing. So you make a joke about Cobams, for instance, and people. I remember making a joke about Cobams once, and they all divided. Some people hmm. laughed. Some people like, uh, like, how could you say that? Some, and I'm laughing because even Cobams himself has made money from his, from his, by making jokes about himself. He makes yeah. jokes about himself all the time. Hmm. And so you, you are just being concerned about somebody that has outgrown it, outgrown or outlived, or should I say, outgrown whatever challenge he's facing. And it's almost like he doesn't even face it. Hmm. That's just an example, and that's exactly what happened. Because most of the time, you discover that the people pushing against the comedian or whatever is being said are not even people affected, or that you think might be affected. But sometimes the victims don't come out to say, "Okay, um, this was really what happened." Sometimes they need support system. Don't you think that? What you think? What? What you say? Let Let me tell you what happens most times. A lot of times. What you begin to do by pushing for those things on your own is you begin to open the wounds for them. And they actually become, obviously, if somebody, if somebody hits my car. The Nigerian, the Nigerian thing is here. And I, oh, you can hear me? Yeah, it's breaking up, but I can hear you now. 
If somebody hits my car, for instance, and ordinarily I do not have any issues with it, mm. and people start fighting for me, I will fight too because I do not want them to just fight alone. They are being, they are fighting for me. Even if it doesn't really affect me, I have to join the fight. Mm. Because they're fighting for me. That's exactly why I feel plays out a lot of the time. I'm not saying much. I'm not. I'm not even saying. I'm not even denying the fact that bringing up some topics can can drive trauma. But the truth is, in life, topics are going to be brought up. Mm. If you say, if you say, I have a friend. She lost her mom to a to an arm robbery attack. Of course, it's going to traumatize her every time you mention arm robbery. What am I going to talk about arm robbery? You are going to open the news. You're going to hear arm robbery. Uh, uh, com- you can't stop comedians from cracking jokes because it's, it's going to traumatize some people. Hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. Like I pray, I pray, I pray she finds healing, and we help. On a more serious note, we would help her, or people will help her heal gradually with time. But she has to, she has to, she has to heal eventually. Hmm. But sometimes and, opening up is healing. Yeah, exactly. If you open up, you heal, and you, you need to. And I always have been saying that what you've not laughed at, you cannot overcome. Mm. Most of the time, what you what you laugh at is what you overcome. So I mean, you need to you need to you need to make it light so that you can overcome it. And that's what comedy does. Mm. And that's the vital part of comedy, making light of serious issues. So if you take away the serious issues from comedy, you're taking away a vital a vital purpose or a vital use of stand-up comedy, a very very vital one, especially. All right, so I'm going to ask you this um, last question. Do you, are you really pushing for a social media bill? Do you think social media should be uh, should be in a in a more organized form? I don't think I don't think it should be it should be mandated by the government. I don't think it should be it should be. I, I feel it it is very dangerous and not appropriate for it, for the government to um, regulate right. the social media. But I feel. People need to have a moral. People, I think all those kind of things boils down to moral obligations. We need to make people uh, orientate people on how not to cyber bully and all those kind of stuff, and make make the internet safe. But you know, it's it's really hard for you to uh, to be morally normal in, in in a very oppressed country like Nigeria. You know. Sometimes yeah, oppression yeah. breeds op- oppression breeds the madness. You know, it just brings the madness if, out. If you force a social media bill legally, that's that's pushing the oppression narrative, and it's not good for it's not even good for your for your look. Mm. It doesn't. It's not good for the outlook, and it can backfire because I mean, it means that we will just be quiet. Mm. We can, there's a limit to work because what that's what becomes it. hate speech. I'm actually a fan of. Free speech. In fact, that's exactly why I'm pushing against the whole um, um, council culture thing. Because free speech needs to be needs to be a thing. Because in the end, what what becomes hate speech is signed by whoever claims to be the victim. Right. But that, that's hate speech. There's nothing really defined. So the government can come out and, and be like, we that thing was against us. That thing you said was against us. So we're putting you in jail. And that becomes the problem. Everybody begins to work on eggshells and is military regime all over again right right okay thank you very much olu salako otherwise me i call you but i was you and you know i'm already custard you are definitely not a bastard you know <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you very much for being on this episode with me guys you see cancel culture cancel culture 
cancer culture. We can't keep cancelling people. It's fine that for, it's fine for people to have different views. Uh, it's fine that we should hear them because if we want a normal economy, we have to hear each other out. It is normal. Let us agree to disagree on certain issues. Don't force things on people. Let them talk. You don't like somebody. It doesn't mean you shouldn't like their heart. You know, I don't like your music. I move. I don't have to you know, push myself to like that music. I don't have to ask my friend, oh, I don't like this guy. You should not listen to his movies or you should not listen to his music or you should not watch his films. That is it on today's episode of Memoir of a Niger Girl. My name is Helen uh, and I just spoke to SLK. Okay, that was, that's, that's a very nice guy. Thank you, SLK, once again. All right, follow me on Instagram, helen.love.23. Don't forget to subscribe, like, follow. Oh, it's a YouTube, I have... Hello guys, it's a YouTube channel. Subscribe. Thank you. <laughs>